What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the Lights Out Podcast. Jay Austin, James Klein, we are here at a hotel, about to see some wrestling, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some suplexes, some body slams. All right, we're about to see it all. But for this special Lights Out, we are talking all about Dawn of the Dead. We are, Dawn of the Dead, or Zombie, as or, it's called, or zombie the version cast. that we're watching. Yes, because for the Retro Bluff, let's see, Retro Bluff, for the Retro Blood <laughs> month of, uh, of uh, what are we, in August? I think it's August now, Damn, yeah. it's going quick. Yeah, the year's going by, Fuck. man. So we're in August right now, and we're doing Zombies, so we started off with that, um, or the Retro Blood did, with uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 2, mm. which we kind of want to forget about. Yeah, what a classic. Yes, what a classic. <laughs> so now we're doing, for the Retro Blood, we're doing the, the zombie films. Yep. Or what I, I like to call them, Zombie. Zombie, yeah, as you call them. The zombie, because there's no E on zombie yeah. in Europe, apparently. So why do not why don't they have an E in, in Europe? They don't like it? I think they just don't like the E. They're just like, get the fuck yeah, out. Fuck, fuck the E. It was like, it was like the w, WF. It's, yeah, exactly. They, they told them to get the F out. Yeah, it's like yes. the, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm guessing that it's just... Uh, um, you know, this there's not a European. There's not a, maybe there's not a European word for it, yeah. and the e is silent. So there's it's zombie, 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 brother, zombie. <laughs> so th- this one's fun. You know, obviously we couldn't do this for the retro blood because it was made in the um, um, 1970s. Yeah, like 78 or something. Yeah, it? 78. But this movie has a lot of history to it, which we'll, yeah. be, we'll be talking about. So with the lights out, we're just two guys having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, where we talk a little bit about. The movie, some background stuff on the movie. Um, obviously, this is a very special episode because, you know, me and Allison usually don't do this in person, so it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, we're on the road this week. We're on the road, brother. You know, like, we live the gimmick. No, we do. Uh, we told you guys, we go to these wrestling shows, we go to these metal shows, we go to these horror movies. Does the Barbie count as a horror movie? I haven't seen it, but it would be a horror movie if I had to watch it. Okay, so yeah, that counts. We go to the movies mm. as well, too. So, But I got a special gift before we get this lights out going oh let me get my sack oh, here oh, brother your sack all right oh, it's like fucking jake roberts's sack over here it's brother. Good, good to know that you care i get gifts on the when the retro blood goes on tour so if anybody yes exactly that's how we do it yeah so if anybody listens to our holiday shows like we're like i think we drink the most on the holiday shows than we do like on any other show oh yeah for sure like we were just talking about the dark beers the whole time yeah. the last time those shows well, yeah, that's kind of our thing, though. Like, yeah. you know, we drink more dark beers in the wintertime. So when we do shows in the wintertime, we drink more stuff, yes. drink more beer. So I brought you something all the way from the great state of Texas, brother. Ooh. I got you this big-ass can of Lone, of Lone Star. Star. Oh, I'm so excited. I've, always, I've, I've never had one of these, I don't believe. So. Well, you're going to be highly so disappointed, gonna... <laughs> brother. <laughs> <Okay>. And <laughs> I'm sure with the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, amount of 
road shakeage that it's taken, <laughs> this is going to end well. It's going to be like stone cold, like popping a beer all over the place. Yeah, and I brought three other beards, but I don't really know which one to, to do. So I got what I got, got a couple, I got a high wire one from okay. Asheville brother yeah, represent which, uh, I, I brought a couple Asheville beers that represent a uh, FTR brother sweet and I mean I got I got the fucking low pitch hazy IPA and I got nerd nectar I, I, nerd nectar maybe I'll have the nerd nectar one what is the that? green man I don't oh, know I just had a, man. I, I bought that. it they you know like you know out of the store sometimes you can yeah. get like the beers where you can just like pick out new ones mm-hmm. like from the Ingles and stuff no right yeah 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 so this one I don't know the only reason I bought it is because of the uh the fucking picture on there oh yeah yeah it's yeah. a hazy ip there so this yeah. is a new one this must be a new one from them i've never had this before yeah i did bring the classic brother if anybody's around the Asheville area the classic is obviously the ninja porter ninja porter is great brought yeah. that one i might save that one for later but let's uh let's get this let's get this beer stuff going yeah the, the, uh, out of the way well toasted everybody here thanks for joining us on this lights out we'll talk about Damn, oh. yours, 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 like, really <laughs> It did like, better than I thought. I thought this was going to go all over the damn place, but it did better than I thought. So let's, yeah. let's try this huge Lone Star. Original, it says. Yeah, tell me how it tastes. Because I always hated Lone Star. I was more of a Shiner guy. This tastes like beer, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like a PBR or something. It's fine. Yeah, they have, they have a, It's they better have, than a Bud Light. You know, that was actually hard to find. In Texas, yes, surprisingly. So maybe like, I had to go. I had to go all the way to this random Kroger's, and I was just trying to get like maybe like a six pack. There was like none there. Wow. The only one I found was that fucking huge ass can, and I was like, well, makes it easier to, to travel with. So that's true. That's true. At least I'm gonna, yeah. You know, I feel like um, I feel like the the you know Dawn of the Dead is very like this. You know what I mean? Like very like. You know, they're just sitting there drinking beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Smoking the weed. Mm. Making this movie. So there's yeah. a lot of, like, interesting facts about, like, Dawn of the Dead. It's, like, very, like, different than you would kind of see nowadays. Mm. So we'll probably get into it. Some of the stuff I got off the top of my head. So, you know, obviously our boy uh, George A. Romero. George A. Romero, yep. He made, obviously, Dawn of the Dead. And this is actually coming off... Um, not really coming off the success of Night of the Living Dead because he actually did other movies before he did Dawn of the Dead, after he did Night of the Living yeah, Dead. Yeah, this is like 10 years later. Yeah. And have you seen some of his films in between? I actually have them on VHS. All of them? No, I don't think I have all of them. I have Season of the Witch. Okay, that's the one I wanted to talk about. Um, but I don't really remember that much about it. Um, what is the other one, the vanilla one? Yeah, vanilla. Then there was the one he did right before he did Don was Martin. Oh, I have Martin too. Yeah, I have Martin. That's the one about the kid that's a vampire, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So what I th- so I want to talk a little bit about that season of the witch one because that's the only one I've ever seen. I haven't seen the whole thing. I was just watching a little bit of it. Yeah. So when I watched that film, I was like, okay, this George A. Romero. He either got inspired by Italian movies, or he just he just had the same filming style as they do because a lot of the shots he was doing in that film mm-hmm. remind me a lot of the of the Italian films that we watched during Retro Blood, a lot of Dario Argento films. Right, okay. And what I mean by that, there was a lot of the uh, first-person view shit going mm-hmm. on. Okay. Where, like, you would see a girl, like, when she's doing stuff, you can actually, they do the camera. Like, let's say I'm drinking this beer. Yeah. They would focus on the beer in my mouth, and they would actually you know, see it drinking, and, like, it would be, like, first-person 
right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I got yeah, video sure. game right. shit. So, so. I want. I wonder if that is because. I wonder if that's a Hitchcock thing. I think. I think it is because you know Argento was really, really influenced by Hitchcock. Yeah, and nearly every American filmmaker probably was. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's like a Hitchcock thing, and they're just both influenced by Hitchcock. Yeah, that 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 makes the most sense out of anything. Because I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like they're both pretty like highly influenced by Hitchcock, and that's mm. why they have a lot of their film styles. It's very similar. Yes. So you know, it wasn't too much of a surprise that we would see our boy Argento show up. But um, a couple of things apparently, which I didn't know, you know, but it's kind of like a little different now. Because so when when Romero when he made Night of the Living Dead, obviously that blew up, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to be known for that. True. You know what he, I mean? He didn't want to be known as a horror filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I, I don't know if it's like it's like that anymore. Like, you know, the uh, like the people who make it, you know, make horror films out there. That I think they kind of want, like, you know, that guy, um, oh, he did The Green Inferno? Eli Roth. Eli Roth, yeah. yeah. I mean, he seems to be perfectly fine just doing horror. Yeah, but he's an exception because that's about yeah. all he's going to do. Yeah. But, but it is changing. It has definitely changed because... Because you got to realize that what a lot of the things that people don't realize is like in the in this time period in the late seventies, the people that made horror films were basically scum of the earth, and so were the people who went to see those movies. Yeah. Um. So b- they were basically one step above porn directors, and most of them had been porn directors. Wes Craven doesn't like to never like to admit that, but he was a porn director before he made Last House on the Left. I can see that. So, you know, a lot of those guys came straight out of porn into making horror films. These really low budget horror films, these real dirty, grimy horror films, which you know, and they look a lot like the porn films of the time. Like if yeah. you look at a nineteen seventies porn film, it looks a lot like some of these movies. This movie though, Romero is just He's one of those people that I feel like, I mean, I don't know what his education is, but I feel like he's just naturally gifted. Yeah. He's just one of those people that just know, he's like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. He's like one of those people that just knows what a movie's supposed to look like, and he may not know, like, you know, like every technical term for what he's trying to do, but he can describe it to you. And well, then, you know. Something also interesting, too, is, uh, you know, he didn't want to be known for the. Uh the zombie guy, but you know, but he did. He became he became he became known as the zombie guy. Well, yeah, even after Dawn yeah. of the Dead, he didn't want to be. He didn't want to do a sequel to this movie originally because he made yeah. Night Riders right after this. Yeah, which is also a great movie, not a horror film, but a good movie. Um, and he um, he didn't want to do. He didn't really want to do horror, but you know, I'm sure those paychecks came knocking and <laughs> i'm pretty sure like we're gonna do day of the dead one oh, of the times yeah, we yeah. couldn't we couldn't fit it into this one for the retro blood because we wanted to do these zombie movies zombies yes but we will be doing day of the dead later on that was actually a pretty good one you know itself like it just it's kind of like dawn of the dead with even more time put into the uh the zombies looks and stuff the more this is a little more money a little more you know a little more advanced stuff yeah that we're seeing a it is a little bit tone. more advanced i i love dawn of the dead i can i've watched it so many times i can watch it yeah over and over and over and over again it's so good yeah a couple um, interesting facts about dawn of the dead so you know so Roberto, like we were saying before he didn't really want to do like zombie movies i don't think it was he was filming that martin movie Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was until our boy, 
Dario Argento showed up, and it was all like, "Hey, yeah, I can help you uh, produce this shit." You know? Yeah. So I watched a documentary about it. Um, there's two notable ones. Um, one's called Document of the Dead, which I didn't watch, or I've seen it before, but I didn't watch it recently. And then there's one that I can't remember the name of that I did watch that's on my DVD set. And that has a really good, it has an interview with Dario who basically the reason Dawn of the Dead got made was because Night of the Living Dead was a huge hit in Europe. Yeah. Um, and even Dawn of the Dead was a big hit in Europe first. Like he couldn't even get release a distribution for it in America at first. Um, but Night of the Living Dead was a huge hit in Europe and, but nobody made any money off that because, you know, they forgot to copyright it. Yeah. So it's like, even to this day, it's public domain. Um, but um, nobody made any money off of it, so they could just make all these prints, and then like it got shown all over Europe, and people loved it. So Dario basically told him to come to Rome and write write a movie, write a sequel, and do, I'll produce it for you. Do you mind if I recap the conversation? Oh, this is going to be great. I, I, I've waited on this one. So if anybody so has <laughs> listened to our Retro Blood... This is so great. This Dario Argento guy, like this guy, he, this, is, this is how it happened. And, and like he had a, had a translator, okay? Yeah. But this is basically what he was saying. He's like, hey, he, let's just say he just shows up to Martin, you know, mm-hmm. the set. Like, he, he didn't even have a back stage patch. He just walks right in. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I want to speak to that Romero guy over there. First of all, like, what the fuck? Dario Genoa's here. Why are you here? Don't worry about it. <laughs> just get him over here. And, like, this is, like, Dario, he's speaking Italian, but he's having a translator. So I'm just going to pretend I'm the translator. Mm. He's like, hey, Romero, come over here. Yeah, Dario wants to talk to you. Yeah, he's like, listen, he really likes that Nine Living Dead. Okay, he wants some more money. All right, he will pr- produce you to make a sequel. Oh, you don't want to do it? You want to be known as zombie guy? Don't worry about it. What, what, what about three million? <laughs> what, about, what about three million? He's like, oh, what about four? Okay, okay, you do a hard bargain over here. How about we'll give you, I'll help produce the whole movie. Okay, and you and your wife come over to Italy and write this shit. And I'll get you a hot tub uh, full of cocaine and strippers. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't want the cocaine strippers? No, no. Don't don't worry about. It. Just come. Just come. Don't don't worry about. It. Just come over. And that's basically what happened. Yep, I guarantee you. Even <laughs> though I think this movie only cost like sixty thousand dollars to make, but still. Bro, there's no way that he did not offer three million. <laughs> okay, good point. Because every fucking movie we released, uh, his budget was three million. Okay. Well, okay. Every movie, you're right? You're right. You're right. Every Argento budget is. And you cannot tell me he did not offer a, ho- a, a hot tub with cocaine and strippers. No, that's the Argento thing, right? That's his thing. Yeah, because this and that was a true story. He actually said, like, don't worry about riding over here in the USA. Fuck them. Mm. Come over to Italy. I'll put you up in my suite for as long as you need, and you yeah. write this script. And I guarantee you, you seen you seen what Romero looked like back in the day? Yeah, he would yeah. take some cocaine. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. He now. absolutely did. I, I guarantee you did. <laughs> But so. yeah, he but he um, went over there and he lived for a while and wrote this movie and ab- apparently like so Argento doesn't speak English even yeah. to this day I don't think speaks uh, English. No, that's what I was, he just has a translator. <laughs> and uh-huh. um, so they would he would basically write this pages of the script and then send them to a translator and then the translator would translate them to Italian. Yeah, Italian. And yes. then Jerry would read them and then send notes back which would get translated and then he would send them back to to uh, Romero again. So, but what's also funny about it? Yeah. Like when I was watching those documentaries, mm. the um, I believe it was Romero's wife was like, "Yeah, like Dario just randomly would take us out to to dinner, and like he didn't speak any English at all." 
I could just imagine those fucking dinner tables. Dario's just like, listen, he just has a translator. How, how's the film going? Oh, yeah, I got this shit. Everything's perfect. Because he, apparently he loved everything. Like, he just let Romero do whatever he wants yeah, in the film. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, this is right. Hey, uh, he just wants to party. You know, or, or Dario does probably. Yeah. He's just yeah, like, oh, especially don't. during this time. Yeah. Right, right, whatever you want. Cocaine's over there. Strippers over there. Don't worry about it. You want three million? No, take three million. Yeah, because she was saying that they didn't, like, he didn't speak English at all. So yeah. they would speak like in, in like sign language, like yeah. hand gestures. <laughs> it's basically how they would communicate yeah. when they would go out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a cool story, right? It's it is a cool pretty cool. Story that I mean, that is know. that is a cool story because this guy is all the way in. in Italian and I okay he's <laughs> Italian he he is just like he believed so much in this guy that they could do some big business together that he flew over to America and basically was like yo I'll fund your whole fucking movie even yeah. though you don't want to do zombie movies anymore I'll fund all that shit mm-hmm. you come over to Italian and I'll give you three million mm-hmm. hot tub strippers just make your movie whatever you want all I want is the dispre- uh, the, the the release rights here in, in Italy. Yeah, he wanted to be able to cut it himself. Yeah, I can cut it myself because I got this goblin band. You know them? They're crazy, man. They're psychedelic. <laughs> I'm going to put my shit in there because we got a contract, brother. Yeah, because he did hate the stock music because uh, Dawn of the Dead wasn't scored. It was just stock music. And, I know. But and like, Romero's showing the end yeah. of the movie or talking about the end of the movie in this uh, documentary, and he's like, in the American version, has this like uh, orchestra swell at the end yeah. as the helicopter flies off, and then he's like, "Oh man, he's like that's so good. You can't have the movie without that." But the yeah. Italian version that we watch is completely different. It's got the Goblin soundtrack, and to his credit, though, our boy Argento, mm. bro, I would have kept Goblin on payroll as well. Yeah, hell yeah, because that music is way just more interesting than random stock. Of music. course it is. Of course it is. Well, it's uh-huh. like. Um, yeah, because a lot of it just sounds like clown music or yeah, something. Exactly. Movie. But the Goblin thing, the thing is, of the music, the thing that really, that I think is funny is, so, so like the scene where um, they go and they're showing like Pennsylvania, like rural area, and yeah. all the rednecks are shooting the uh, zombies. Yeah. I can just see like zo- the Goblin watching that f- part of the film and they're like, yeah. so what would rednecks <laughs> and plaid listen to? And they make this like, I don't know. This was weird. It's all. Yeah. It's not country music, but it's almost country music. Just yeah. like like that for the whole time they're doing yeah. that. It's just like, it's just it's, it's hilarious. hilarious. So yeah. like that scene is like so random. Like that yeah, country scene. Like my favorite is like on the distance where you see the guy in like the club, the cowboy hat, just like fucking two stepping, <laughs> and then they shoot his ass. <laughs> well, yeah. Romero says that he he feels like the movie's more comedic than it is scary. I would believe. I, I would I believe that. that yeah. yeah. Well, I see that. especially with the uh, the pie scene, where you got the fucking zombies coming into the mall. Yeah. They're attacking everybody. They grab the right. pie and they just fucking pie him yeah. in the face randomly. Yeah. They the got the guy with the little blood pressure shit going on there. Yeah. So. And the um, but apparently he let the zombies do what the extras do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. Like he just let them create their own zombie well, guy. Their well, own the, zombies. The 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 big thing about Dawn of the Dead was this is like true guerrilla style like filming Mm -hmm. it's we have we have a budget more than we had a nine living dead obviously Mm -hmm. so we have a budget to to rent out this mall which we'll talk about soon and then we we, you know we're gonna get a bunch of extras and stuff too but we have we have our main points down but all the filler we're just gonna fucking fill it in to whatever and I, when I was watching some of this stuff, so apparently, like, a lot of the uh, the extra kill scenes were made up by the actors themselves. 
like Tom Savini helped out a lot, obviously, when it came to the makeup mm-hmm. portion of everything, oh, and also sure. came up to a lot of the kills, too. Like, he came up with a lot of the kills, especially that, that screwdriver one, which I thought that was a fucking awesome scene. Yeah, about, I mean, did you see, the, like, why they had to have that screwdriver well, scene? But why? The one with the screwdriver in his head? Yeah. Yeah, so that happened because, so there's a continuity, there was a continuity error there. So, in the scene before that, where they're going through the um, department store, there's a scene where, um, not Ken Foray, but the other guy, the white guy, the white... Yeah, I think uh, his name is Alan. Alan, yes. What's it, Alan? There was Alan and then Flyboy, right? Flyboy is a, yeah, he was the chopper pilot. Yeah, the chopper pilot. So it must pilot, have been yeah. Alan. Yeah. So he's walking, he, he walks through the um, department store, and he gets a sweater from a rack and wraps it around his waist. But then when they went back to film that scene... They filmed the scene where they're leaving the department store. He doesn't have it anymore. It wasn't Alan. It was Trooper. Trooper. Well, he had a name though, right? Yeah, Roger. Roger. Okay, Roger. So Roger has a sweater. Where the fuck did I get Alan from? Uh, is it's the, probably one of those. Is dark... boy named Alan? No. Okay. It's probably one of those Ar- Dar- Argento random stock names Maybe. that they gave him for America. Maybe. But anyway, so they had this. The they they he he tied this um, sweater around his waist. But when they showed them exiting the department store, he didn't have it because they didn't sh- they forgot to shoot it. Yeah. So they had to create this scene where the zombie attacks him and he takes the sweater off and then stabs the guy in the ear with the the with the. It's a cool uh, scene. Screwdriver, yeah. So you know, um, so one thing I want to mention before we get into some of the scene scenes that we liked was the the idea that our that uh, Romero came up with to even write Dawn of the Dead. That even got him kind of like, you know, interested in the first place. So apparently when he was filming Martin, you know, he had a buddy who owned his own mall. All right. And I believe that mall was in Pennsylvania, I believe, right? This is in Monroeville, the Monroeville Mall. Yeah. It's near Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. That's right. That's right. I was thinking. So, so Romero, like he was taking, his buddy was taking him a tour of this mall and the guy was like, "Hey, you know, you you know, people can like survive in here, like live in here and shit. Like you can do this defensive." And that got his gears rolling. So I was like, "You know what? That would be great for like a survival horror movie. It would be like mm-hmm. stuck in the mall in that way." And it was just kind of like this perfect storm where he was thinking about that. He had Ar- Argento wanted to collaborate with him. It was just kind of like a perfect storm. So that's why he added the mall in. And it was crazy when they were filming. Like, tell me, this was like I I I don't know if this actually happened today or not, but like. Cause probably because, you know, we have so much CGI and shit nowadays. Yeah. But th- these people, they filmed at 11 o'clock at night to 7 a.m. in the morning, like almost for like, what, months? Like mm-hmm. a month or two straight at this mall, the physical mall. They didn't even use like lightning or something. They just used the mall lights and shit. And they yep. just had to hurry up a lot of scenes. You said it would just depends. It depends what they were filming that day of how fast it to hurry up. But like this is a mall where people are going into, businesses are coming into. And then at 11 o'clock at night, you know, they would have to, like, shoot all this stuff, all this crazy stuff, blood, all these extras, people ride around motorcycles and shit. Mm-hmm. Then they had to close up shop and, and, like, get it ready until 7 o'clock for the next day for people to come in and shop. It's just crazy. Just imagine going to the fucking uh, J.C. Penney's there, Allison, okay, and buying up a plaid shirt knowing that a fucking... Uh, some guy just got stabbed with a fucking knife and blood, and blood everywhere and not staying in an apartment awesome. store. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's but just yeah, crazy to think about. Like, I'm sure that they didn't... 
It's hard for me to believe that they didn't tear them all up, though. Especially with the scene with the motorcycles. Yeah, they had they, they did that two days. And yeah, and I can't believe they let them drive motorcycles inside the fucking mall. There's a fucking bro. They were good friends. <laughs> it's the '70s though, so it's a different time. Bro, so. these people. I mean, this definitely was the '70s. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. this shit was wild. And like '70s films are always so interesting to me. I think, especially horror movies in the '70s, like you were saying before. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, you know, horror movies were like. You know, almost in the same whatever point. Yeah, one step above. Yeah. So, but like the realism in these movies, it's like you cannot almost like you cannot. It, it's hard to explain, but you cannot duplicate that now. Well, you could, but yeah. they won't. So yeah. that's the thing is like if you watch Dawn of the Dead, and then you watch like a similar scene made with CGI now. The Dawn of the Dead effects look more real. Well, you can always you can you can you can compare them to the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, that your yeah. boy Zack Snyder did, which is not bad. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, not a bad, bad. movie, yeah. but you know, it's just you know, like the scene where the where the helicopter blades cut the zombie's head off. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, like it's clear that they built something on top of that guy's head because he looks kind of like Frankenstein. Yeah, in it, but I mean, it looks really good. Yeah, um, the screwdriver thing was a retractable. They, that the documentary I watched talked to that guy that played the zombie that got screwdrivered in the ear, and then um, because they used just used a retractable screwdriver, which I didn't know that existed. Like, what would a retractable screwdriver be used for? Like in real life, like, would be used for horror movies. Well, I guess that's why they make it. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, he's like, yeah, they used a retractable screwdriver, which. Which um, you know Romero promised would not go into my brain. <laughs> and they're just like, and then he's, he's like, he, then they just filled my ear. Savini just filled my ear full of blood, and then uh, I've never been able to hear since. Um, you know what's, um, you know what's also kind of interesting is uh, Tom Savini, Tom Savini on this movie. So mm-hmm. I knew that he he did the uh, special effects, you know, the the makeup for mm-hmm. for Dawn of the Dead, but I didn't realize he was actually fucking in the film. You didn't know that 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 was no. him playing Blades. Yeah, yeah, like motorcycle. This guy. guy was wild, bro. Like he would just like jump off shit from the roof and everything. Apparently, he, he apparently this is like right when he was done with Vietnam or something like that. Yeah, it would have been like right yeah. after that because he was a photographer in Vietnam. Yeah, like if you like, I don't know if you've ever seen him, but like his photography from Vietnam was like that's some sick shit. Like yeah, he took a, he like you know, and that's why and that's why he, not why he wanted to do what he did, but. Like he says that if if his effects don't you know affect him the way the real thing did, then it's not good enough. Okay. Um, I don't know which beard to use right now. <laughs> well, by all means, let's pause until you figure out which beard to drink. <laughs> I'm still drinking this Lone Star, which is actually right. pretty good, man. Oh yeah, you like um, it? Yeah, I, I do like. It. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't drive to Texas for this, but I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's a PBR. You know, it's fine. Please, please don't. <laughs> please don't drive the fucking fourteen hours from where we're at right now to Texas I'm to get never, a fucking Lone Star. I'm bro. never driving fourteen hours. Uh, if I go to Texas, I'm flying. You should, and I'll be bro. there two days ahead of you. But you know, I'm kind of jealous of Texas, though. You know why? Uh, why? They're bringing Goblin there. When? Oh, they are. Yeah. And that tour, I told you. And about that, yeah. bro, I just read this like. Not only they're bringing Goblin there, yeah. but they're doing the score for Demons. I know. And they're playing the fucking film while doing the score. You gotta yeah. be fucking kidding me. I saw them do Suspiria Fuck. that way. So the last time, though, they added on dates, so they might play around here Bro, again. I have to go. Um, that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Dude, like, like I gotta check what the date is again. Yeah. If you 
want to go to Dallas to that Goblin show, I'll find a way to make it happen. Well, I got I got to find a way to make it happen myself. <laughs> I have a place we can stay at my buddy's house. I mean, I'm not driving. He'll probably fly. go with us to a show too. I mean, but. I'll fly, but we'll we'll um, see. We might make that happen. Maybe all of our lights out listeners out there will chip in. Chip in. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck these guys. <laughs> fuck them. We'll do a GoFundMe to send Retro Blood uh, to uh, to bro, Dallas to see awesome. Goblin. Yeah, but uh, um, but you know, fuck. I mean, like, I mean, you know, like, I thought they did a great job. Like the score. Oh, it's so good on fucking Dawn of the Dead and shit. Like the version of like we watched. Like you know, we watched the uh, the Italian version. The Italian, yeah, with the uh, which is a little shorter. Yeah, because that's one thing Dario said was that he he thought the movie was too long because it's like the original version was like two and a half hours long. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think he cut out a lot of the silly stuff. Um, yeah, even though I t- I still saw silly stuff during it, like I still saw the pie stuff, I still yeah. saw the arm yeah, thing, I still did do the pie stuff. Yeah. So it's probably just a couple other things on there. Um, but you know, actually, there there is something I wanted to um to bring up, which is the uh, you know this th- like we were saying before, this film is a little like com- it has a comedy in it. Yeah. But there's also like a lot of like it's almost like two different movies almost that like the beginning half the first arc is to me a little bit different than the second arc. So the first arc, you know, we're starting off at this like it just automatically starts off these people freaking out inside like a like a like a newsroom yeah, yeah. talking about the situation of the zombies coming to life. Mm-hmm. So to me like obviously it was trying to like show like okay this pen this 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 is happening after Night of the Living Dead. Like all these po- zombies are popping up everywhere. All right, and it's, it's a very serious tone, natures and stuff going right. on. And I thought the craziest part was, you know, once they the, the fly boy, you know, he brought the girl out there. Is like, okay, we got we got to get out of here. And when we see um, when we see the uh, uh, trooper and then uh, uh, Ken, Ken Forrest, Peter's yeah. character. You know, they were just like some sort of like army mercenary guys. I'm thinking they're SWAT team guys. Yeah, SWAT team, but the, um, but they're but they're not like they're like. I, I think they might have been former SWAT team because remember they were like holed up on a building. I don't know. They don't explain who they are, and they call, he, they call each other trooper. So that's a SWAT team. I think member. they were. I think they were a mercenary team. I believe so because. Well, what were they doing? Like, well, why were they attacking? Well, the remember the project? Be, the beginning scene. You, you had a copper down there, and the guy was saying all the lines that the copper was saying. And I think that I think they were just like some mercenary team or some sort of like, like something. Mm-hmm. I, they, Maybe I think yeah. they were former SWATs. Okay. But like the scene where they're going through that, like. Uh, the project house the project building. house and yeah. stuff like that like you know obviously they're going through they're shooting the zombies you get that one zombie like attack the girl and bit her fucking shoulder off and stuff mm-hmm. that one zombie where the head explodes yeah you know what i mean yeah but i thought the craziest part of this was when they went downstairs or to the basement or actually i don't know if it was the basement. it was like probably going up to maybe where the helicopter was but it was the scene where you saw the zombies eat people and the other zombies too like they're like this like one area they're just looking at people like eating body parts and shit and be eat like eating everything and like you know nowadays you know we see that all the time in zombie films but that was kind of like a new thing like that's a sh- shocking scene of all these like fucking out in the open cannibals just fucking eating each other to death yeah because yeah, that's actually interesting because now of course this guy could have been wrong but in that scene, they clearly are eating other zombies. Yeah. But when that guy with the eye patch is talking about them, and he's like, "They're can," he's like, "So they're cannibals." 
he's like, no, they're not cannibals. They don't eat each other, but they clearly do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part yeah. was just a little. I felt like there was like a something that, a tone they wanted to do, mm. and then when they got to the mall, they just wanted to go like maybe like a little more lighter, just because of all the <clears throat> stuff around it they wanted to do. Well, I think that you're right, but in a different way. So like, there's I see there's almost two completely different movies in this. Anything to do with the zombies is really is kind of comedic. But anything to do with the human characters is really serious. Yeah. So I think that Romero liked the idea of the relationship between the characters more than he did the zombie stuff. And yeah. the zombie stuff is just like... Because that guy that did the cinematography for it, I can't remember his name right now, but basically most of the Which shots is. were his. Yeah. And... Uh, <coughs> It was Michael Gordnick. Michael Gordnick, yeah. And apparently he would just... Who would he ever beat? Um, well, he made this movie, so that's good enough. But apparently he... Um, Romero this is would, on French and shit. <laughs> is it the French wiki? <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Oh, that's crazy. But apparently like, Romero would just come up to him and say, Okay, he's like, today we're shooting this direction. The zombies are going to walk through this door. Be a creep show. Just set up the shot, and then he would go away. Yeah. And he would come back later and say, okay, what does it look like? But, um, but like, you know, like the arc of the people, like with the girl who's like a drag on everybody, like she's just holding everybody down. She's just like the girl of the group. Yeah. And then she becomes like kind of a hero because she learns exactly. how to fly the helicopter. Even though there is no fucking way you could learn to fly a helicopter that quick. Fly girl, Fran. Fran. There's no way Francine. that you can learn to fly a helicopter that that quick. Well, but. like, you know, the cool thing about, um, you know, Romero's characters on this show yeah. was it was kind of like a hosh posh of, like, different personalities. You know what I mean? Because we have the um, we have the Flyboy guy and, and Francine. They're kind of like a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, the it was kind of like the... you. Like like you were saying, basically the 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 flyboy character was basically like kind of trying to protect his wife during the whole time. Yeah. Okay. And after he got bit and stuff, I believe it was on the the helico- the uh, elevator scene. Yeah. You know that's when she really had to like step up her game. Okay, and become more of a uh, you know independent like you know strong you know character that way. Um, which, which one, one of my points was the way that they did some of these scenes was you could see a lot of that reflect on, on zombie shows and TVs nowadays. Oh yeah. And the, and the biggest thing I was looking about when I was watching this film was seeing how much of the walking dead, like stole from this movie. That's exactly what I was going to say. And the, the thing is the thing, why my point was, it's like, okay, so the serious stuff from this movie like a lot of it was there where you got like these like a group of people four people mm-hmm. finding a location to be safe at which is walking dead's like trope we got a, 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 a small group of people trying to find a place to be safe at that will later come on to a larger group of people but they're gonna start off being safe we have conflicts within that group mm-hmm. where Maybe one character's not as strong right now. She might be showing a little bit of weakness. Mm. But when something happens to her, she rises up and she gains a more of a uh, more of an arc, kind of like the 
the the uh, Carol character from Walking Dead, yep. where she started off basically kind of like this Francine character, where she was in a relationship. Of course, that was a different style of relationship, uh, but she later became like a badass on her own. So, and also too, I think the biggest scene was when Flyboy, you know, when he uh, he forgot his backpack, right, mm-hmm. and he had to go back for it. Because, like, you know, he was trying to, like, he, he was always, like, that danger. Like, he, so, like, when they're at the mall, like, they were, uh, you know, they kind of, like, they they got all the zombies out and everything, and they were kind of comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, kind of, like, you know, we're getting a little comfortable over here. But, like, he tried to go get his backpack. He got bit and everything. And, which is interesting about this, like, when you get bit, you don't get turned right away. But it takes a while. Yeah, but you're talking about Roger, though, right? Yeah, Roger, Roger. <clears throat> yeah, when they go out to the yeah. trucks, and then he's yeah. like, he leaves his bag behind. Yeah, trooper, bro. Yeah, yeah, and then he's like, cause that scene was yeah. great because he's like, Ken Foray's in the other truck, and yeah. then Roger's like, um, uh, he's like, he's like, man, we got this who beat. Did, who did I say it was before? Alan. Why do I keep fucking saying Alan? Uh, no, before you said it was Flyboy. Yeah, Flyboy. But, but yeah. I knew you're think you're talking about. Yeah. But like, you know, he's like, man, we got this beat, and as soon as he said that, the zombies break through the door. Of the truck, and then like he shoots yeah. him in the face, and then he's like, "He's like, oh man, I left my bag behind." Yeah, but like one <laughs> one of my points is like the the scene where where uh, uh, Trooper he's slowly turning, yeah, you know, and his friend, um, you know, the Ken Bert- uh, Ken Bertera, mm-hmm. Roger, um, yeah. uh, Peter, sorry, Peter had to like execute him. That's straight from like they yes. they, they they stole that straight. Walking Dead. There's a scene that. exactly like that in Walking Dead. Exactly. Yeah. There's a bunch of scenes like that. Yeah, that's true. Right. And also another scene they took too was when they were kind of comfortable at this. I mean, like you could watch this movie, and I'm telling you, there's so many stuff you could pick out that mm-hmm. they, they use nowadays. Another one that I was that I saw too was when they cleared out the whole mall from the zombies, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, okay, well, what are we gonna do now? We're just gonna shop everywhere. You know, we're gonna grab Rolexes and stuff, we're gonna try on clothes and everything. You know, we're grabbing hats, we're showing some of that. And I thought a very important scene in this movie was when Flyboy and Fly Girl, okay, were, were having dinner. Yeah. And, um, and uh, 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 Peter comes up and he gives him the dinner, and oh, you can say, oh, don't worry, you guys just have a nice little moment together, you know. I mean, that's that's a great scene because I like that scene because it's showing more of the, the human side of these characters, and you know, you know, watching it, one of them's gonna fucking die. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that scene was brilliant, and a lot of, especially Walking Dead, has copied that same formula, mm. like on almost like every season. So. Yeah, I think they. They definitely owe Romero some royalties for uh, yeah. their success of their show. You got to, man, you because, to. I mean, it's just like, just I'm not saying the it's not scene by scene, but it's the formula. Like, this Dawn of the Dead, the formula of how zombies are, like, it, it's far surpasses, like, any other kind of, like, zombie stuff, especially that Return of the Living Dead shit that we were watching. Oh, well, yes. Which is crazy to think, you know what I mean, that that guy, like, helped him. Like, they took those movies in two different style directions. Well, yeah, yeah, so there was a huge falling out, though. So the original Return or Night of the Living Dead was Romero and John Russo. Yeah. And apparently Russo and Romero had a huge falling out. And Russo went on to do other Living Dead projects that were different. Like, he did a 
like he was a person that colorized Night of the Living Dead, and um, <clears throat> I think he signed off on the remake that Tom Savini directed, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, but they had a huge falling out, and that's why this movie's not not a Night of the Living not a Living Dead movie because it's it's just called Dawn of the Dead because he wanted to get away from the idea of the Night of the Living Dead because you can't really tell in this movie how long it's been since Night of the Living Dead like it's in in the, the in real time it's been ten years yeah but you kind of st- but you kind of get the feeling that all this shit's happening overnight yeah it's like it's all in the same kind of like universe it's all like kind of happening at, at once at the same time yeah yes like um. The scene that you're talking about, though, where they're having dinner, is that the scene where everybody finds out that Franny's pregnant? Um, yeah, like a little bit afterwards, we find out that she's like pregnant. Yeah, yes. the scene after that, where they're, um, I, I think is beautiful. Like the shot where uh, her and Flyboy are in bed, and she's kind of like sitting up, and like she's naked, and she's like sitting up, and like like they've clearly just had sex, but they're not talking to each other. I think that scene's really, really awesome. Yeah, like there's a lot of like human style scenes. In this film, mm. which I feel like in the the lore of zombies, it's like it's like the per like it's like the perfect like blueprint of what you need in like a zombie film, where we have like this serious um, like this serious tone to it, mm-hmm. but also every once in a while we could be a little goofy too to lighten mm-hmm. up the audience, and then we'll go straight back to like being a little bit serious. So it's it's kind of like a really it's like you could tell like I mean this movie is very important when it comes to that blueprint. Of how some of these zombie movies are, um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, a couple of funny, funny things. You know, for the for the for the retro blood brother. Mm-hmm. You know, catch it every Sunday. Yep. You know, it's our it's our main mm-hmm. podcast feed, including this Sunday, including this Sunday, brother. Uh, we'll be doing like Zombie Two, and mm-hmm. it's very interesting with this movie. It's uh, the the question I want to bring to you, Allison, is <laughs> is there is there a horror movie that has spawned this many different sequels to it. Yes and no. Because the only one that comes to my head is like Halloween in a way. But I don't. I don't really. I don't know if that count. Like it was Halloween was. It kind of was made by different people. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I didn't know if we were going to talk about this in this episode as a as a uh, intro to the rest of the month, or if we yeah. were going to wait till we did Zombie Two. But so, Dawn of the Dead only has three official sequels, and they're all made by Romero. Yes. Um, but there's all kinds of unofficial sequels. Yeah. And part of the reason those unofficial sequels exist is because apparently in Europe or in Italy, at least in Italy, but I'm assuming the rest of European Union, you don't really have to have the rights to a movie to make the sequel to it. Bro, you know our boy Argento loved that. Yeah. So if we went to Europe, He's like, to give make him a three million, just give him three million some strippers, they'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, if we wanted to go to Europe and make ET two, we could. We wouldn't have to have the rights of the characters. And there's all kinds of sequels that are Italian sequels. A lot of more directed by Bruno Mattei, which hopefully we'll do some of those later on in our lifetime. But um, there's there's a sequel to Alien. There's a sequel to Terminator. Before Terminator 2, there was another sequel to Terminator. Um, uh, all kinds of Jaws. There, he made, there's a Jaws 5. It oh, was made in Italy only. Um, and um, th- this movie was no different. So when they made... So there's an Italian shark out there? Yes, there's an Italian shark. So when this movie was made, Romero 
didn't want to make another zombie movie. So our old, our boy Lucio Fulci stepped up to make oh. the sequel. We've talked about Fulci before. Yeah, he's like, no, there's no way that Argento's going to be grabbing this one, brother. I'm going to sneak, yeah. sneak right in. So Fulci snuck right in and made this. So so as, as we talked about, the movie called, was called Zombie in Italy. So Zombie 2 came out in 1980. Yeah. Um, and it was directed by Lucio Fulci, and it's it's supposed to be set in the same universe, but it looks completely different. The zombies look completely different. Everything is completely different. The movie's fantastic, though. Um, it's one of my favorites. I love this movie. Um, and you're going to love it, too. You've never seen it, right? No. Okay. When we do the Retro Blood thing, yeah. this will be my first time reviewing it. Oh, this is going to be great. I cannot wait. But, yeah, there's so many, like... So, in different countries, this movie had different sequel things. So, we can talk about that if you want to. Yeah. So, this is... You got to hold on, though. You got to put your seatbelt on, because this is a little complicated... It's going to be a little rough. Okay. A rough road we're going bring down. It, bring it on, brother. I can handle it. So in America, we yes. got Dawn of the Dead, yes. Day of the Dead, yes. and then the two we made in the 2000s. I can't think of what they're called right Well, now. I know one of them was Land of the Dead, Land right? Land of the Dead, which is a good. And then there's like, there's, well, what's the one um, that he just filmed on an iPhone? Was that yeah, him? That, yeah, that was the next one. I was trying to think of what it's called, yeah. where he just filmed it on the iPhone. Yeah, on the Like right, an yeah. iPhone 8 or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like I, I guess he was trying to make you know that was during the uh, we went we went we got to do everything on like found footage shit. Yeah. So they also had different names. So they were called it was called the zombie series in Italy. Yes. And but in um, Thailand and England it was they they were called the zombie flesh eaters movies. Okay. Uh, so they were called different things. But in Italy, so here we go. We're going through the regions of the world. So like I said, strap in. This is gonna be this is gonna be rough. Let's do it, rough, rock, rocky road. So in Italy. We had Zombie Two, which is Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Um, excuse me, I already messed it up. <laughs> we had Zombie, which zombie. is Dawn of the Dead. Yes. Then we had the Fulci movie, which is Zombie Two, but to us it's just called Zombie in America. Yes. Then there was Zombie Three, which is also called um, Afterlife, I believe it's called. Yes. Um, so then they and then they end there in, in Italy. Um, then the British series is after death. That's what it's called after death. Um, the yes. British series, which is called Zombie Flesh Eaters, um, ignored Dawn of the Dead altogether. And then we had Zombie Two, which was called Zombie Flesh Eaters in Italy. Then we had Zombie Flesh Eaters Two, which is Zombie Three. Um, and then we had. Um, Zombie Flesh Eaters 3, which is After Death. So zombie- and those are different than the zombies that Fulci made? <clears throat> no. Well, no. Zombie Zombie Flesh Eaters isn't. It's Zombie 2. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way the audience is going to be able to follow this shit. Um, That's wild. That's wild. This is going to be fucking insane. So then we go to Germany, right? So the German series of these movies... Um, it starts off with Dawn of the Dead. Okay. But it ignores Fulci's sequel, Zombie 2. Yes. All right? So, <laughs> which was released separately as a movie called Voodoo. Um, so, then they have, they released it as Zombie. Dawn of the Dead was released as Zombie. Then they released Zombie 2 in 1985, which is Day of the Dead. So, they kind of follow us So for then, for, for that part. And then they released Zombie 3, which is the Italian Zombie 3. Um, 
Zombie 3 um, is the Bruno Matei one. And well, Fulci and Matei made that together in the Philippines, but um, Fulci uh, basically quit before Spanish and Matei finished it. Not enough co- um, cocaine, cocaine, not enough and cocaine in, in, in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, and then that's some wild history right there so far. Yeah, but we're not done yet. And then, <laughs> then we go to Thailand. Right, so okay. so this movie's released in Thailand too. Thailand, brother. This is this is great. It's not the best one of the ones I'm going to get to, but, okay. this, but this is good too. Okay. So the Thai series added an unrelated movie called Killing Birds into it. It's called Zombie Flesh Eaters there as well because they had a huge British influence, right? Okay. So they had they also skipped Day of the Dead, I mean Dawn of the Dead. So they had Zombie Flesh Eaters one, which was originally Zombie. Now, <laughs> now hold on a second. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I know, I know. Some of them skipped Dawn of the Dead, but yeah. are we counting Night of the Living Dead for all of these? Or no? no, nobody counts that as a, as part of this. The nobody sequence. does. I don't think even Romero does. I do. I I would count it. Yeah, I count it as part of this series, but I don't think even really Romero counts it as okay. part of this. It's almost like he just wants to forget that movie was ever made, which is crazy. Which well, it is crazy, but it's probably because they never made any money off of it because they, they fucked up the copyright on it. Yeah, because they had to reshoot the beginning and they forgot the little C copyright. Oh yeah. Um. So anyway, Zombie Flesh Eaters, which is Zombie Two, the Fulci Fulci movie, which we're going to be doing in soon. Yeah. Um. Then we had Zombie Flesh Eaters Two, which is Zombie Three. Which. <laughs> Then we had Zombie Flesh Eaters 3, which is after death, which we're going to be doing, I believe, is Zombie 4. Yes. Um, well, bro, the beginning scene of that mm. is uh, kind of uh, interesting. Um, I don't think I've seen it yet. I saw, I think, a parts of it. Is that the one where the guy wears the jean vest with no shirt on through the entire movie? <laughs> Probably. Okay. It just like the, the beginning scene is like, oh, okay, that's what it was the whole time? I gotcha. <laughs> I saw a clip from it, so that's why. All right, then they did Zombie Flesh Eaters 4, which is Killing Birds, which is that movie that the German series put in um, that was unrelated. Okay. That still kind of makes sense, right? Is that any good? Have you ever seen it? Killing no, Birds? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. We should have done it for this, but we ran out of weeks. Yeah. We'll do it like, bro, I'm telling you, like we said, like this is zombie. Like, there's like a thousand zombie movies. Yes. In the 80s. So, um, <clears throat> this is where it gets really fucked up. So, in Australia, they were released... So the Australian version uses different movies altogether. So they don't use Dawn of the Dead either. Why is um, everybody skipping Dawn of the Dead? I don't know. It's the best of the movies. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I don't know fact. why you would skip that. So the Australian movie, um, strangely, starts at four. Oh, so it's like <laughs> a uh, continue on. It's like <laughs> the um, it's like the uh, the the Kylo Ren series. Of Star Wars, you exactly, know what I mean? exactly. It's exactly like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, so, so Zombie Four was called Bacterion in uh, and in, in Australia, which was this movie called Panic. Okay. Um, Zombie Five. Well, maybe they just continue on from that. But anyway, Zombie Five is called Ven- Zombie Five Vengeance, which is this 1973 movie called Vengeance of the Zombies. So yes, you read that correctly. So. Um, the first movie in their series was made in 1982. The second movie in their series was made in 1973. But it's a sequel. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So that makes sense. Then we jump yes. to Zombie 6, The Mirage. Oh. Which is Dawn of the Mummy, which we did on the show in our Mummy Month. So that was like, so that was a. It's about, it's about mummies. 
Yes, but that was a that was a the sequel. Yeah, all these zombie. It was part of the zombie lore. I, apparently, yeah. So it was Dawn of the Mummy, which was made in 1981. Then Zombie Seven, Last Rites, is Night of the Seagulls, which was made in 1975, and it's one of those movies. Um, I don't know what they're all called. I can't remember the guy who directed them, but they're Spanish. Yeah, and they're about this ghost sh- pirate ships. Um, and there's like these, um, they're, they're kind of zombies, but they're like uh, skeletons, kind of ghouls on the ship and you awaken the, the skeletons and then they, they come back to life and kill people basically. So they use that as one of them. Then they made their own in 2020 called zombie eight urban decay, which I've never seen. Um, so that's the Australian series. Oh, okay. So, uh, none of this makes any fucking sense. Um, none of these movies are related in any way, but they're all. So that's kind of cool, though. Like yeah. each, like <clears throat> like each continent has their own zombie mm-hmm. portray of of George R. Um, George Romero's yeah. Night of the Living Dead, basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's where it's, that's that's like it's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the blueprint, and we're going from there and making our own shit. We're making our own shit. Yeah. So. There are people that come back from the dead and eat other people, and that's basically yeah. what you're gonna get. Zombie Zombie Two, the Fulci one, though. Man, man, that movie is so good. You get everything in it. You got your yeah. eye gouging. You got zombies fighting sharks. Yeah. Man, this movie is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. And we'll be doing that one. Probably the next time you hear us is going to be us doing that one. I think it's the next episode. Yes, the next episode on the Retro Blood, the main podcast. But, uh, yeah, this has been pretty fun, though. Like, yeah. talking about Dawn of the Dead and some of the backstories about it. Go True. Ahead. There is one thing that I forgot to mention. Did you um, read about or hear about the alternate ending to dawn of the dead the way it was supposed to end originally um i know there was uh two ending shot and one of them was supposed to be a the more depressing ending I yeah i don't it think was. it was actually shot but it was written yes um so originally so the way this movie ends is everybody's either dead or turned into a zombie yes um but um oh but that scene with uh, where he kills roger the trooper yeah. That scene, I, I, I know you mentioned that before, but that scene's fucking great. Yeah. Where Roger comes back to life, he's like looking around, and you can tell that he knows that something's up. Yeah. Like he's about to become a zombie, and then Ken Foray shoots him in the head. Yeah. That scene's fucking beautiful. Yes, but anyway, exactly. so the, it ends with the only people left alive as being Franny and Peter. Uh, Peter. Yes. Um, Ken Foray. And then Ken Foray is going to shoot himself in the head, remember? He's yeah, holding he's his about pistol to. to his head. Yep. And not locked in that room. Yeah, and he's going to shoot himself in the head. And then Franny is in the helicopter, from our perspective, waiting on him, I guess. Yes. So, in the original version, Ken Foray was going to shoot himself in the head, and then Franny was going to, like, stand up, and the helicopter blades were going to cut her head off. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was going to end. But the actual movie ends with he runs up the ladder, climbs into the helicopter, and then she takes off, and then he says... How much fuel do we have? And she says, not much. And then he kind of laughs, and then the credits roll. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it was going to have this really super depressing ending, but they talked Romero out of that, basically. Yeah. And they're like, they're like listen, bro. <laughs> listen, listen, bro. We got we got you a helicopter cutscene at the beginning. All right, we don't need one for the end. Yeah, exactly. And, right. um, yeah, and they, they basically said, went to him and said, look, everybody in this movie can't die. Like, you have to have somebody that survives. Yeah, brother, because you got to do a sequel eventually. Mm-hmm. Even though the sequels don't don't have any of the same characters at all. Oh, no, they're just which I think is good, right? Yeah, they're all just in different places. Well, you know, for a zombie movie, you can do that. 
Yeah, of course. Because outbreaks are happening all over the world. You're not mm-hmm. gonna have the same people in like in every fucking part of the world. So. Yeah, that's why like you know the 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 lore of zombies. It's a, it's a it's a easy one to do a bunch of sequels on because you don't need the same cast from the original movie. You could just do a, a whole new continent and a whole new everything. Yeah, I mean, we could make oh. a sequel to Dawn of the Dead and have different people in it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and have it ha- take place <clears throat> in 2023 or whatever. Yeah. I don't know where I'd do mine at. I'd probably do like a zombie movie at a, I don't know, whatever, a carnival. That'd be kind of cool, oh, I guess. That'd be kind of cool. I would, uh, mm-hmm. if I could get the Dario Argento money, I'd probably film it in like Bermuda or somewhere, you know? Yeah. Hawaii. Bro, I'm pretty sure you can. You like, know, just be like, listen, Argento, look, yeah. listen, I know that little black glasses movie. Yeah. You know, I know no one cared about that. But listen, bro, just give me three million. Yeah. Okay, just give me a cocaine, strippers, okay, hot tub. And we're, we're golden. He'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Three let's million do it. dollars." <laughs> Even though nowadays, not probably nowadays three million. I mean, I you know, for guys like us, maybe three millions we could do mm-hmm. it on. But like Hollywood, they'd be like, "Ah, that's like fucking catering, brother." <laughs> well, yeah, in Hollywood, that's <laughs> catering, right? They spend more money on the food. But <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of really good, maybe not a lot, but there are some good horror movies that are made today for around that amount. Of oh money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if uh, if that if that series uh, Terrifier showed us anything. Mm-hmm is uh, low-budget, great-idea horror movies can definitely make a lot of money. So, yep. But everybody, this has been a very special Lights Out. Me oh, and yeah. Allison usually don't need to do this in person. Yeah, because we don't really I, like each other that much. Yeah, we, <laughs> we only want to talk to each other on <laughs> <in> Zoom. <laughs> this fucking guy. So, But we got a lot of specials coming up for the retro. But, you know, this is one of them. You know, yeah. we, we, we definitely, ha- you know, we're doing Zombie Month. You mm. definitely need to talk about Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that's for sure. We couldn't, so. we couldn't not do this. You yeah, know, we so, could not, not do this. So we're going to try to do this a couple other specials. Everybody look out for them. Mm-hmm. You know, join the Retro Blood Facebook and Instagram now. Yep, we have Instagram now. And uh, I'm going to try to get the, I'm, I Actually, I'm, tr- I'm in the works of doing some YouTube specials. Mm-hmm. So, But, right. like, you know, like the, us, you know, here, Lights Out and Retro Blood, we don't want to talk about horror movies. We do metal. Yeah. We do pro wrestling. That's we why do. we're here right now in Greenville to see some pro wrestling, brother. Pro wrestling. You know what I mean? So check us out. I'm gonna try to do a special. Maybe we'll talk about the show that we that we're gonna be, you know, going to. Maybe. Um, you know, if we're not fucking drunk and shit. <laughs> or maybe we are. If we are, that'd be pretty funny. So, but uh, but everybody, check us out this Sunday on the Retro Blood, where we'll be continuing our look at zombie movies and 1980 horror films, where we'll be doing zombie. Here in America, Zombie 2 and I Italian. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to do that. But this has been the Lights Out. Jay Austin, James Klein. We will see you motherfuckers later. See you next time, guys. Bro, there's like a, there's like a cop car hat. It sounds great. It's like a, like a, a cop car out there. Zombies attacking us. Yeah. Perfect. Like right away as it fades out. Per- perfect, perfect fade.